Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right in a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And it is a sunny fall day. I hope folks are going to be enjoying the sun maybe at some point today. Um, I don't know, at least where I live, the um, the fireweed didn't necessarily bloom. So um, I'll take a sunny day if I can get one. Um, we have local elections going on all over this the state. And we have some here on the Kenai Peninsula, specifically the city of Kenai, um, and that is what we're going to highlight today. So without further ado, I have a very special guest today. She currently sits on the city of Kenai City Council, and she's running for re-election. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska show, Tia Winger. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. And good morning to all of the Must Read Alaska listeners. Well, I'm so excited that you are you came on uh, the show here today. Um, tell us, you know, take us way back to, you know, what got you to run for city council in the first place. Tell us that story. Well, a first place was really, you know, I've got young children. I became a stay-at-home mom to focus on my kids, and I wanted to find a way to give back. And about nine years ago, the borough had a thing of how to get more involved. And I, I went to the class. How do you get more involved in your local government? And it was support campaigns, donate to campaigns, and run campaigns. So for a few years, I worked on various campaigns. I donated to those campaigns. And then I had the opportunity to run and decided, you know what? I want to see change in my community. And the only way we're going to get that change is if we step up and run. And, um, you know, I'm I'm hard-headed and stubborn like that. And said, well, let's throw my, my hat in the ring and see where it goes. And... I did not actually win my first election. I lost by 21 votes um, to an incumbent in a big family name. Um, respect both of them. I took a year off from elections and I was approached again to run. At that time, the pandemic hit and I had a lot of concerns of what the closures would be for our businesses and our kids were being heavily impacted. And then we had to talk about the money that came into the city. And if you know any government body, as you could see, there is maybe some misspending or not allocating or not getting it out or not giving the opportunity to businesses. And that's when I, I put my name in and ran and I was successfully elected three years ago and I've been serving on the city council. So it's been, you know, an uphill battle taking a seat during that time. And I like to think I've worked really hard on, you know, a various amount of issues in our city. Well, the, the city of Kenai so is like most, you know, small towns across the Alaska is kind of an old boys club. So how hard was it running as a strong female conservative voice? Um, was, was that, um, do you think it was tougher to win because that's what your stance was? You were, you were a conservative female voice that was running in an old boys club? 
Well, it is tough and I don't have an agenda. My agenda is my community, growing my community, bettering my community, trying to get my kids when they graduate in a five years to want to stay and give back and be part of our community. So there is a lot of pushback when you're not part of the good old boys club, you're not holding their agenda, you're not voting the way they're told to. Um, the advice I was given when I won my seat was sit down and observe. Don't do anything. Just sit back. <laughs> you don't, you don't strike me as somebody that's going to gonna sit down and observe. <laughs> I'm not a sit down and observe type of person. And that did not work. And uh, by the, uh, I think uh, my third, my third meeting, we had an executive session and they went around the table and said, I don't like you and I don't want to work with you. So um, <laughs> the previous city manager we had, my congratulations speech went, well, we ran the numbers every way possible and it looks like you won a seat. <laughs> so if that explains kind of what I, what I, I've been up against for three years, um, it, it has been hard being a female, being a conservative female and being the youngest person on our council body um, definitely is impactful. So, so you, yeah. you uh, became a, um, an elected official during COVID. You were you were kind of the elected official on record many times, many, many, many times as the let's keep businesses open during COVID, no lockdowns, no mandates. Talk to me about that because that was not, you know, you stood your ground when it really wasn't popular to do that because most elected officials across the state, Republican or not, were okay with mask mandates, okay with kind of taking precautions, and you weren't having any of it. Tell, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I think in the beginning, we all took our precautions in the beginning before we got a lot of information. But by the time I took my seat in November, all that information from March to November had came out. We knew what we were seeing. We kind of knew what to expect. And I really, I wanted the, I wanted to make my own personal choice. So if I wanted to make my own personal choice, I wanted that to be the stance for the people. If they wanted to mask, they can mask, but we shouldn't be forcing it. If they wanted to get a vaccine, they should get the vaccine. But again, we shouldn't be bribing. We shouldn't be forcing. And I just really wanted a, it's your personal choice approach. I did fight really hard to keep businesses open um, and our city facilities. We kept our hockey rink open. Soldatna shut down their <laughs> hockey rink when a big major tournament came into town and we advocated to keep our stuff open and they were able to host their tournament in our city. You know, we, we had multiple events come to our city because we stayed open and we didn't require that. Um, during that, you know, it, it's, it's not without its ups and downs. Of course I paid attention. We, we had plenty of work sessions with Dr. Ann Zink. We were getting the information. We were looking at the cases locally. And I think how the end approach was, was the best approach for the people of Kenai, which was keeping business open and keeping it where you had your own choice. Through elections, um, following that, I got a couple more conservative candidates to come in and get elected and help out. And we were able to pass a resolution that stated that the city of Kenai would not be doing any mass mandates or vaccine mandates in the city of Kenai. We recognize private businesses could do what they would like in their business, and that was fine. But the city's approach was we would not be doing that. 
and I'm proud to I'm proud for that. Um, and we did have access to the vaccines. We had our ambulances that were going to door uh, to homes to give the vaccine. I started a vaccine voucher program. I was made aware there were elders that couldn't get in through, they didn't have the money for cabs. So we had a voucher program to make sure they could uh, get access to the vaccine if they wanted it. But my whole stance was um, choice on that. You have your own choice. So if COVID rears its head again, which it seems to be in the media, I don't know if it's actual COVID, do you think your stance changes or or is that going to be your stance um, the next time around when whatever pandemic happens? That is absolutely going to be my stance going forward unless, you know, it's a total different variant virus where we are seeing the, the deaths behind it. Um, but if this is just another flu-like cold, absolutely not shutting my city down. I'm definitely taking an, a, an open approach and just going to encourage people to take the next necessary steps to protect themselves, but we don't need to blanket that approach. Nice. So let's shift gears for a second. The Kenai River Bank Stabilization Project, this project has been in the works for, gosh, it seems like decades. Um, yeah. The governor recently came to visit, um, I think threw in some funds for the maybe matching for the federal grant. Talk to me about where we're at with that project and is this something, are we actually going to break ground on it? Is this actually happening? I think it's super exciting. As you said, this project's been actually going on. I turn 40 next month, and this has been conversations that predate my lifetime. <laughs> uh, these conversations go back to the 60s. Um, we're seeing, you know, three to five feet a bank falling off every year. And that's that's a lot of receding. We have a senior citizen facility there and our senior housing that is right in the path of the bluff falling over. So <laughs> we absolutely do need to get something done. And we're at that point, the governor came down with Army Corps of Engineers and did a signing. What ended up happening is we at City of Kenai had a 10% match um, we have all the funds. Um, don't quote me exactly, but I think it was $47 million for this bluff stabilization. And all the funds are there. And they're hoping to go to bid in the early spring. And um, it, if I'm reelected for city council, it may be a vote I might have to excuse myself from because my husband's company uh, plans on bidding this project. And Due to that, I wouldn't be able to uh, vote on that awarding of that contract, which would bum me out a little. Um, but I'm really happy to see that project go through. And I know, you know, Connect Construction would be more than capable of getting this project done for us. Well, yeah, nice. it's it's exciting to see where we were at. So, and you wouldn't um, believe how many people showed up that have touched this project. I, I'm sure like, you know, since it's been going on since the 60s, I mean, I, it's kind of comical, you know, you and I probably think um, that it's funny that, you know, this is government, right? That takes 40 years to 50 years, 60 years to complete a project, but it is nice to know that this project may be starting here in the next couple of years, which is pretty awesome, so. Yeah, it'll be great. I, you know, I've often said, you know, we have 
the waterfront revitalization that we're focusing on next. And I said, we shouldn't get the cart in front of the horse. And the bluff is the horse. I mean, we've got to get this done. We've got to get this addressed. And once we've got the bluff stabilized, it really will open up a lot of economic development in our city. And then that, I think, will really help us grow that waterfront revitalization area that we've got coming. So you're running and again we're for re-election. development. <laughs> Oops, sorry. We have a little yes. delay here. My bad. Um, you're running again for re-election. Talk to us about why you're running again? Do you still have work you want to accomplish? Um, what What's the um, the major force be, behind putting your name in the hat for another three year term? I do. There's, you know, three years seems like a long time, um, but it really just isn't. So much comes forth from administration, so you have to kind of push what you're doing on the side a little. Um, but the balls are still rolling um, from streetlights to road maintenance to projects. Um, we've got, you know, anything and everything I've been addressing. We've got the Spruce Bark Beetle that's been going forward. Um, I would like to stay on to watch the completion of the Spruce Bark Beetle mitigation that we've got going. I would like to bring something to residential relief on Spruce Bark Beetle. Um, I also, you know, there's... We don't have a business tax, property tax credit in the city of Kenai, like the city of Soldatna does. And that is one thing we addressed in our July budget. And that would be one item that would be, if I'm elected, the first thing I would introduce to this body. And we need to really start looking at what we can do to build our business base up in the city of Kenai and get people to come over here. We have so much real estate, lands, leases that we could really be focusing on. Um, we have a lot of code issues in the city of Kenai, a lot of cleanup work that needs done. Um, we, if you drive around, you'll see a lot of condemnable houses. And that's one thing I've been working with administration on. And we're going to have to continue to focus on that issue as well in our city to clean it up and help us thrive again. We've got a lot of development coming in for housing, which I think we all know we need more housing. And uh, we've got a lot of development this year for the housing end of things. So it's exciting to see things starting to kind of kick up. And I'd like to be there to keep that ball rolling on a lot of these issues. Nice. So where you can know, somebody find... projects that need completed? Yeah. <laughs> where can um, where can somebody find information? You're, you're going to have folks that will listen to this from you know all over the state maybe they have a cousin or a niece or a nephew that lives in Kenai and they're like man you you know you have to hear this where can somebody find more information about you you got a facebook website talk to us about where they can find you i i do um, they can find me at facebook tia winger for kenai city council you can also reach me at tia winger at yahoo.com and you will see on my facebook page the candidate forms that I've done up to this point with both our local chamber, the Peninsula Clarium. So you'd be able to watch the 50-ish minute videos and see where all of us candidates stand on issues. And I really just hope I can, you know, tell your nieces, tell your nephews, tell your friends in Kenai to get out and vote on next Tuesday, the 3rd. Well, any last minute thoughts here before we head off? Floor is yours. I just want to say thank you to everybody. You know, I've came in, I've had to take some hard votes. I've worked hard for the people, 
I'm a voice of the people. I'm not a politician. I'm a mom trying to do good in her community. And the best way is to get involved. And if anything, I, I just try to encourage people to get involved, get out, vote, get to know your candidates, get to know where they stand on their issues. And I hope that we align and that I have their support going forward and that we can really work on continuing growth of our city together. Awesome. Well, we wish you nothing but success here at Must Read Alaska. I'm hopeful that you will pull off a victory. Love to see you in there for another three years. Uh, for folks that are wanting to help keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska, go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button. Every $5, $10, $100 helps. We're not funded by some dark web nonprofit conglomerate. We're just funded by everyday folks who care about conservative news in Alaska. So until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thank you so much for joining us.